What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time to download your favorite podcasting app. It's time to curl around the fires. It's getting a little cool outside. Pull the crazy sheet up, get the family near, and learn how to make a few bets on some college football. This is Mark, and I'm here in the College Football Podcasting Studio, and Scotty's actually at home this week. Gets to enjoy his own bed for a couple of days. Man, it's nice. I've already traveled and back home this week. Got to be here. Got little kids. Got to be a part of... uh, of Halloween, even though it is going to rain here, which will suck, but that's just kind of part of the deal. Scott, looking at last week, we went 7-7 seven and seven overall, but you had another one of those crazy weeks in college football where ranked teams just keep getting beat. Um, we were not on the right side of a, several of those games coming down the stretch, but we started out really strong out of the gate. It's going to be another wild weekend, i got a feeling, this weekend. It's hard to predict where these upsets are coming from, but live dogs, I feel like they're barking more this season than they have in the last couple of years. Yeah, they have been. I, it's crazy. Last week was one of those strange weeks because I researched a ton of games. I mean, it, we narrow this down, as you know, and I know listeners probably don't don't think that we're looking. We're just picking games we like or whatever sometimes, but – Man, I am researching 20, 25 games, and I get in. I'm trying to look at trends and looking at stats, and just I've got numbers that I like to crunch and all those things. Man, I had a great week, but every, but I had, I just had an average week, you know, uh, on the games we talked about, we put on the uh, podcast. I, I was thirteen and five on all the games I researched. Problem is, the five losses I talked about all five of them on the podcast. I mean, I. You know, I, I, I didn't take Georgia Southern. I should have. Um, I didn't take Duke. You know, I didn't take Ohio. I mean, all of those. There were so many games that just you look and you're getting into it. And uh, you, you, you wish, man, I wish I'd, I should have covered that game. should have talked about that game. I snuck in a couple of backdoor covers after uh, Air Force is just rock-pounding Boise the whole week. Uh, I mean, the whole day. So just some crazy, uh, some crazy games, uh, you know, to kind of, kind of make it happen. But it was a fun week last week. Fun week gambling. This is, this is when it's getting to be a lot of fun. Uh, it, it starts to matter. We start getting close to playoffs. You know, obviously we get the first rankings coming out. It's going to be a, uh, it's going to be a, going to be a fun. Week going to be a fun last month of the season. Absolutely. With that being said, you know, the college football rankings came out today. We're recording this on Tuesday night, so we can go trick-or-treating tomorrow night. Uh, college football rankings came out. Wasn't surprised by anything as far as what the top six were in that spot. The one thing I was surprised about, because we talk more about gambling than we do the rankings on this, is how big some of these spreads are for these top-ranked teams. 
that we've got. I mean, we got some big games this week. You got Oklahoma, Texas Tech. That's a that game's got major uh, major play coming into the Big Twelve. Uh, you've got obviously Alabama and LSU. You've got Georgia, uh, and Georgia and Kentucky. You've got Penn State. Uh, in Michigan this week, you've got some really big numbers on these big games, so it's pretty interesting. Two, two years ago, when Louisville went to Clemson, that's one of the games of the year. Yeah, I mean that was that's basically uh, who's going to make the playoff is the way now. Louisville lost a couple other games on the way, but I mean they were in the national. Dudes are forty point dogs this week. Forty. That's the biggest number I've seen in a long time, especially when you're dealing with conference play where teams see each other every year. But man, it's like I told you, red face Bobby, this team is a mess and it is permeated all the way through the locker room and you're seeing it on the field every single Saturday. And I gotta say I was dead wrong, because Sunshine Ronnie Bass, quarterback out there at Clemson, that kid's special. Early on in the season, I said, leave Kelly Bryant in. Let this kid, you know, come in for you next year. I was dead wrong. That kid's a special player. I hope he doesn't get hurt because Clemson is a completely different football team with him in the lineup. They are a uh, different, you know, they're, they're finally starting to look like themselves. But I, I, I got to be, I got to tell you, I'm not going to know until they start playing somebody. And we're not going to find out really until the playoff if, if they're for real. Because, the ACC is a dumpster fire. I mean, it is a mess. I mean, Miami's not any good. Virginia Tech's not any good. I mean, legitimately, I think Duke and Virginia may be the two best teams in that division. I don't disagree with you at all. I'd love to see I mean, Virginia make it to the ACC championship game. I mean, Louisville's a mess. I mean, that, that league's bad. Florida State's a mess. There's one good team in that league. Yeah, That's it. No, and There's one good team. And, and that team went on the road. And played an average SEC team because A and M's going to end up an eight and four, seven and five football team. That's I think that's where they're going to end up. And they've already got three losses. They're going to Auburn. And they still got to play LSU. There is no doubt in my mind that that team could lose two more games down stretch and finish seven and five. I think they end up getting the eight and four. But that's an average football team, and they gave Clemson all they wanted. Do we know if they're any good, or is it just who they're playing? And boy, Willie Taggart! Oh, what a mess that's turning out to be. I mean, that that team's better than that. He's talking about his his, his kids quit on him. Hey, man, you're a first year coach. If they're quitting, you got something to do with that. Yeah, defensively, I mean, defensive front wise, that team's got a lot of athletes on it. And that game started out really slow for Clemson. I mean, all the way through the first quarter, Florida State was hanging around in that one. And I thought, you know, maybe Florida State's going to get on this. And I went to go look at live, you know, live betting. And it was obvious Vegas didn't think so. Because the line was at the it midway through, with, well, about six minutes left in the first quarter, if you went and logged into the app for live betting, the line was still 17 and a half, even though nobody had scored at this point. So Vegas knew they weren't going to start discounting that spread, thinking Florida State had a chance to get back in this game. They knew Clemson was going to turn this thing around and get after it, and they absolutely did. Once they turned on the fire, there was no there was no water in the hose to put that son bitch out. Yeah, there was there was no water in the hose. I, I, I last week, man, there were so many there were so many games that you just you know Northwestern going and just pounding Wisconsin. I mean, it is. I'm telling you, there are there are some things going on. There are a couple of leagues. I Michigan, I think is the last because clearly, I think the Big Ten has got a legit shot 
with that winner of that Ohio State. But boy, can you imagine if Ohio State loses to Michigan State and then and then goes and beats Michigan? The Big Ten may get left out. Well, look at it like this. If Washington State wins the Pac-12 and Notre Dame goes undefeated, Washington State's out for sure because Notre Dame's going to get in. If Notre Dame loses one game, I think they're out. And Washington State may be out too. And now you're sitting around looking at, okay, you've got Clemson, one person from the ACC. You know, you got Clemson, one person from the Big Ten, and you're going to end up with two SEC teams again. Let me tell you who's sitting in the catbird seat is literally is Notre Dame. But you, 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 those guys may can lose and still make the playoff at this point mm. because of that, what all is going on around them. And I, I think they're sitting in a great. I think they're sitting in a great spot. But I, I still believe – I think you start looking at two lost teams and at the team that I think may, may surprise some people, LSU doesn't get blown out this weekend. <laughs> They're going to be sitting around at the end of the year right there because they got a very good chance to win out. I mean, all they got to do really, minus this Alabama game, when I say win out, I mean not including this Bama game. All they got to do is really beat Texas A&M. Otherwise, their schedule is very manageable. Uh, I don't think they're going to lose to Arkansas. I think that's. I think their schedule's manageable. They may look around. That's a ten and two football team that I think we all think is pedestrian, and, and they may be, they may make the playoff. Yeah, I, I I can't put my finger on LSU. I don't want to bet against them, just because they they seem to have that magic this year, playing with a chip on their shoulder. They're playing really solid defense. I'm so interested, so interested in this game this weekend to see the L- the LSU back, you know, the, those back kid, the guys in the back, Greedy Williams, uh, Del Pitt, and see what he's what two is going to be able to do against them. I don't think he's going to be able to expose them the way he has. You know, I talked about this off the show, but getting ready for it, you know, it's interesting to me because Alabama's blown people out so hard in the first half, and I've bet it almost every week. But it's got to change your game plan offensively when you're down 21 points when there's still time left in the first quarter. And it's got to take you out of that game plan. And so I want to see a game when LSU, or not when LSU, when Alabama, you know, has to keep playing for four straight quarters. And this might be the game that we're going to see it. If it's not, then you've got to hope Georgia's going to win the East and we might see a matchup against that. But I have a, and I agree with you, if, if all hell breaks loose, it'll be wild to see what happens. Because if LSU loses this week, Alabama goes undefeated, beats Georgia in the SEC uh, championship game, and LSU's sitting there with 10-2 and two with a close loss to Bama and that loss to Florida. And you've got all these other, me- you know, this mess in the Big Ten. You've got this mess out west. The Big 12's kind of a mess as well. I don't know that any team's going to get in from there and if Notre Dame loses. But a lot has to happen, and I hate talking about that stuff. But it does start getting interesting this time of year. Yeah, it does. I, the, this week to me is such fun week. There's still there's still a lot of garbage games as people are going to find out as yeah, we talk are. about our podcast. But we're but we're not really to the prime time yet. Like the big games. I mean LSU, Alabama's obviously a gigantic game, but when you look at the rest of the way, there's some there's some bad matchups out there. I yeah. mean when you look at and I'm sure that the ACC thought when they scheduled Clemson and Louisville this week that it wasn't going to be a 38 or whatever. I think it's 38 and a half right now, whatever that number is. They didn't think that was going to be that bad. I mean, there are some just crazy, I mean, just some crazy lines. I don't think the ACC thought that Duke and Miami 
was not going to be for first place in that division when they talked about this, but it's not. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see see how this week shakes out. It will. Scotty, what's our overall record? Overall record, we are 58%. I want to make sure I get this number exactly right. We are 84 and 60 lean picks and all a little bit over 60% if you do just our picks and disregard the leans. So having a pretty good having a pretty good year, please, because we talk about a ton of games, and we bet a ton more games than we even talk about. So, again, if you don't follow us on Twitter, you should. Uh, we're always welcome to answer some questions. There are guys that tweet me, send me uh, DMs a good bit, asking about anything we're not looking at, things like that. Always happy to answer those as long as I catch them before kickoff starts. That being said, Scotty, you know what started. It's Mac Tuesday, Wednesday, getting it rolling. we got 27 straight days of football, and I think we're five days into it. As we sit here and record this tonight, Buffalo and Miami are going at it. Kent State and Bowling Green are going at it. Tomorrow night on Halloween, you're going to have Ball State and Toledo and Ohio and Western Michigan match up. First game we're going to be playing this week, game 309 on your register that you've got there. Ohio is going to be traveling to Western Michigan. Over under here is 66. Western Michigan is laying, is getting two points at home. Ohio's averaging 38 points a game, giving up 28. They're five and three straight up, five and three against the number. Western Mish scoring 35 points a game, giving up 30, six and three straight up, three and six against the number. A couple things I want to point out. Look at the over-under totals and look at the weather when you start looking at these weekday MAC games. These defenses are shitty. We've seen it. They just don't have the athletes to play, and you still get some good skill position on these teams that are there. Hence the fact that it's 42-35 to in the third quarter of the Miami-Buffalo game right now. When we look at this game, Scott, the one thing that sticks out to me, number one, Western Michigan's playing better than I expected. And Ohio is completely different than what I was used to in the past. Used to, these guys were a grinded out, play defense. These guys are scoring nearly 40 points a game. And I love yeah. Frank Solich, but I'm going to yield to you as my Mac veteran of choice. What are we going to get tomorrow night in this Ohio-Western Michigan game? I do think you're going to get score fest. I mean, it's just like you said, Miami and Buffalo are giving up 25 and 21 points, respectively. And you just named it third quarter, and it has blown past the 53-and-a-half over-under. The uh, that That's, I think, a lot of what you're going to get tomorrow. Uh, again, check weather. I candidly have not done it. I bet these games day of the game uh, as I watch the weather. I think you're going to get a lot of points, but this is essentially a pick em. Uh It's at a two-point line right now. I like Ohio. Frank Solich, been a couple of tough trips up to Western Michigan these last three or four times. You start looking at trends, there's going to be a lot of things toward Western Michigan's favor. Just think Ohio is the better football team this year. Like them, like them laying the points. We're going to have a lot of look at the under if the weather's good. I mean, the over if the weather's good as well. Scott, moving on to a Friday night game. We've got a barn burner here. Middle Tennessee State at home against Western Kentucky. Middle's laying 13 and a half. Over under here is 53. Middle scoring 28 points a game, giving up uh, 27. Uh, Western Kentucky on the other side scoring 19 points a game, giving up 30. Western Kentucky's one and seven straight up, four and four against the number. Middle's five and three straight up, four and four against the number. This looks like a big number for this. 
Middle Tennessee's got stock still back. He came back last week. They routed Old Dominion. We talked about that as one of our leans. It was one of my biggest plays of the week after I got done reading about it Saturday morning against a Western Kentucky team that has absolutely been lost since Jeff Brom's not there. Not only is he not calling the plays and you don't have his candor out there, but you've also lost a lot of the players that he recruited. He's actually got a few players up at Purdue playing for him that left Western Kentucky as graduate transfers to come up there and play for him. I love Middle Tennessee in this spot. I know this is a big number, but I think these two teams are completely different class. You can't necessarily look at these points that they've scored because both Middle's been playing some pretty tough, tough preseason or pre-conference play here. I love Middle in this spot. I think Stockstill is going to go bananas against this Western Kentucky defense. Yeah, I agree with you. I, look, Stockstill, it seems like he's 987 years old. I mean, he's been playing since he was a freshman, stats football coach. This is just such a – just a veteran, crafty kid, and I just think they're going to have too much. I, this is as much a game for me as I am selling on Western Kentucky just like I did last week. I'm going to continue to sell on these guys. I just do not think this is a very good football team. Do not think they're going in the right. This team's averaging, as you said, 19.8 points per game. They were scoring 40 a game two years ago. Yeah. This program's not headed in the right direction. Middle Tennessee has been right where they are, one of the most established programs in this league for 10 years. I like middle. I think they're better. I'll lay the points. They're at home. I'll, and I'll take Middle Tennessee. to. I think they're going to roll these guys. Moving on, let's get into a game that used to be a big rivalry in the Southwest Conference. U of H and SMU, this game 321 on your skillet that you've got there. Over under here is 72. SMU's getting 13.5 points a game. U of H is scoring 50 points a game, giving up 30. They're 7-1 and one straight up, 5-3 and three against the number. Uh, SMU's only scoring 27 points a game, giving up 36. They're 3-5 and five straight up, and they're 4-4 four and four against the number. I'll tell you what, man, here's my theory on this, and you have to bear with me for a second. But if you go back and look at the last four times, last three years that Kendall Bryles was the full offensive coordinator, and I'm going to throw out that last year at Baylor when they had Grove there, Bryles has had one of the top scoring offenses in the country that year. They were averaging close to 50 points a game. Last year at FAU, averaging close to 50 points a game. Go look at what happened when Browse wasn't calling the plays at Baylor the next year. Offense went in the toilet. Go look at FAU this year when Browse wasn't calling the play. Offense went in the toilet. Go look this year what U of H is doing with Derek King and that offense that he's got. They are scoring 50 points a game. This SMU team is inept. They're only rushing the ball for 98 yards a game, and they're passing for just 250. This team has no talent along with it. Chad Morris left. Left the cupboard pretty bare for the, for SMU. This is a tough place to recruit. They don't have nearly the recruiting bed that they can pull from that U of H does. I'm not sure if Ed Oliver is going to play in this one or not, but he didn't play last week, and they smoked South Florida. Um, I love Houston in this spot. I think they're going to put up some big-ass numbers. I wouldn't be scared of this over-under total, depending on what the weather is going to look like, but I think U of H is just going to romp these guys. Yeah, I, you know, I, this is just a – Situation of UH, U of H is just a better is a better football team, but they're explosive. I mean, you you've said this right. I mean, King's doing a great job at quarterback for those guys. They do a great job getting him out on the edge where it's truly a run pass. He's got the ability to throw it down the field or tuck it and run it. They are exciting actually to watch. And 
we went again. We went with them. I thought they'd do a better job than they did against uh, U of H early. I mean, against uh, Texas Tech early in the year. But SMU, I just I have watched them play a couple of times. They are just they're just not a very good football team. Love Sonny Dykes. Think he's a think he's a good football coach. Love the way he coaches offense. But I just do not think they've got the horsepower to keep up with Houston. I think this game gets ugly, and I think it gets ugly fast. And SMU is not a home field advantage. This is going to be like a practice. (laughs) I haven't heard that reference in years come out of your mouth. Scott, next game I want to go to, let's go to the ACC. Let's go to game 339 that we got. This one's actually kind of interesting what you got laid out here. Duke's going to be traveling down to Coral Gables to play University of Miami. Uh, over-unders 51. Miami's laying nine and a half at home. Duke's averaging 31 points a game, giving up 23. They're five and three straight up, four and four against the number. Uh, Miami's averaging 34 points a game, giving up 19. They're five and three straight up. They're three and five against the number. Man, I was on Duke heavy, heavy when the season started. Their over-under win totals at seven, so I'm sneaking up on being able to cash that ticket. Um Miami, on the other hand, last year's season was so awesome for those guys. And in the last couple of weeks of the season, including the bowl game against Wisconsin, they kind of shit the bed. And basically what we learned from that was is without all those turnovers, this team wasn't nearly as dynamic as we thought they were. They've struggled at the quarterback. They've gone between Rozier and Nicosa Perry. They haven't been able to come out, and they've been rushing for about 184 yards a game, but they're only passing for about 200. Um, I think their stats are a little bit skewed. They're not nearly as physical as I think they are. And I think when you're looking at David Cutcliffe coming down there, you're getting 10 points in this spot. I really like the Duke Blue Devils to come down there and get the cover of Miami. This is a huge game for Duke. Huge game for Duke. And for Miami, this is just another kick-the-can-down-the-road type game. Yeah, well, and they dominated the series. I think Duke has only beaten them twice right? Uh, since, since, they, since they've been in the same conference. I think it's thirteen and two, seventeen and two, something crazy. I saw that number earlier this week and don't remember what it was. But it's been a total domination. I just do not know that Miami's better. Duke is really, really good at the at the line of scrimmage. I think this is going to be a low scoring football game. They've been able to hold some people down on that defensive line. I I just think they're I think they got a really good quarterback. They're gonna get better quarterback play in this game. Than Miami is, and I'm interested to see how they hold up on the road. Duke's done a pretty good job of it a couple of times this year, so it's going to be interesting. The points are there. I actually believe Duke may be a live dog because Miami just looks like it's reeling on the offensive side of the football. Yeah, I have not been impressed with them the last couple of weeks at all. Scott, let's go to a couple of games people might actually watch. Let's go to let's go to game four sixteen or let's go to game uh three twenty nine. Excuse me, three twenty nine that we've got there. Big game in the SEC. Uga traveling up to Kentucky to play. Kentucky's getting nine and a half points at home. Over under is forty four. Georgia's averaging thirty eight points a game, giving up sixteen. They're seven and one straight up, four three and one against the number. Kentucky on the flip side is averaging twenty five points a game, giving up thirteen. They're seven and one straight up. They're four and four against the number. I'm going to let you go first on this one because I've got my opinion, but I want to hear what you got to say. Well, I think the I think the Wildcats. I said on Twitter this week that their fans remind me so much of Mississippi State fans in 2014. We don't get any respect. We don't get any respect because you've been bad for 40 years. That's why. It, just keep winning, and you'll get all the respect you need. You 
Saturday, you'll get all the respect you need. And then you'll get the chance to keep winning until you get to Atlanta. And let me tell you, if you win in Atlanta, you'll get all the damn respect you ever wanted. It won't happen, and you're probably not going to get there. But my point is just keep winning, and the respect will come. But if you lose, everybody's going to say, I told you so, just like they did with Mississippi State. And it drove me nuts because I know that Dan Mullen was looking for a job is the reason they lost a couple of games down the stretch that year. I mean, their whole staff was gone. Defensive staff, everybody's gone when they go play in the bowl game against Georgia Tech. State was a better football team. Their record ended up that year. They were legitimately a good team, but they weren't a playoff team. They weren't that good, and neither's Kentucky. And at some point, that's going to show up. And as you start, this is the last chance for it to show up for Kentucky. Kentucky wins this ball game. They're headed to Atlanta, and they're going to roll in there eleven and one. Yeah, I mean that's exactly what's going to happen because Tennessee, Vanderbilt, and Louisville are not going to beat these guys. It's that's just not going to happen. I think they've already played Vandy, but that's just the bottom half of this league is not going to beat them. And so this is a huge match. I mean, huge ball game for Kentucky. Uh, it obviously puts them in the driver's seat. Heck, it gives them a it gives them a two game lead on the uh, in the league. But at the end of the day, my my interest in this game is not on Kentucky because I know who they are. They're a really good defensive football team that is really physical that can run the football and literally can't throw it down the field at all. I mean, that's it. That's who they are. They are a one-dimensional football team. They're really good on defense, and defense travels, and it's going to keep them in every ball game they play for the most part. I'm concerned about Georgia. Are they going to answer the bell, or are they last year's Auburn, who was a great football team at home but was a bad football team on the road? or bad football team on a neutral field. Who Who is Georgia? I believe that they're going to take that step forward. We're going to find out that they're a good football team and they win this game comfortably. That's what I believe is going to happen, but I am extremely interested to watch this ball game. I think Ugga is going to win this game handily. Um, Kentucky's averaging 14.5 points their last three games. They have pulled some rabbits out of their ass to pull these last couple oh, of victories off. Unbelievable rabbits. Yeah, Last week. Last week was just a gift from up above. <laughs> it was nuts. And here's the thing with Georgia. is Georgia's been there. They've done this. They can get in there. They take care of business. Obviously, if you're comparing these two teams on paper, Georgia's got far more talent. I would tell you Georgia's got better coaching than what Stoops has done, but he's doing a phenomenal job this season. I don't think this team's going to be able to line up and run the ball and control the pace of the offense, control the pace of the game that they're going to have to be able to do against Georgia. I look for this team to break some big plays. I look for this team to dominate the line of scrimmage. I'm all over Georgia. I think Georgia goes in there, gets the cover, puts themselves, or gets the win and the cover, puts themselves in the driver's seat in the SEC East so we can look to see a square off between either Alabama or LSU, depending on who wins that game this weekend. Yeah, I, look, Georgia looked great last week. and They answered the belt. This, this team is extremely balanced. I mean, they're averaging 5.6 yards carry. 9.3 yards per pass attempt, pa- yards per pass attempt. That's impressive, but 221 yards rushing a ball, a game they can keep throwing guys at you. They obviously are a well-coached, good defensive football team. It, this is a, I'm telling you, I'm excited to watch this game because who is Georgia going to be? Are they going to be those Alabama teams 
that lost game. It was a wake-up call. They went out, they handled their business, and then became the team they were capable of being. Or are they going to be a young team that doesn't mature, that's great when they got a big crowd and it's loud, but they're average when they when they don't. I'm ready to see that because this team was an embarrassment in Baton Rouge. Now, I know LSU's good on defense, and I know that's a tough place to play, but they made them look pedestrian. But more important, Georgia mailed it in. I mean, the fake kick, I thought they gave up on their game plan too fast. Can Kentucky do that to them as well? Because I do believe they got a chance to get after the quarterback. They got a good pass rush. And they got a chance to slow down this Georgia rushing attack. I think Fromm's going to have to beat them. Can that Georgia offensive line block these guys? That's the interesting part. I think the answers to all those questions are yes, and I'm with you. I think they win this game by 14 to 21 points. But it's going to be fascinating to see if they can do it because I know Kentucky's got a good physical defense. But you got to remember, they got to overtime from Texas A&M with a defensive touchdown. It was just a bad play by Texas A&M. They did the same thing last week. They got that gift pass interference, and that's what everybody wants to talk about. They got that gigantic touchdown that set them up to get that. It was a huge play. They hadn't done anything, and they get the turnover. And let's not forget, Missouri didn't get a first down in the second half. Not a first down. That's crazy. <laughs> that is not all Kentucky's defense. Mm-hmm. It's bad play calling by Derek Dooley. So that's going to be interesting to, uh, to uh, this game. This game's more fascinating to me than I, I think this is an undersold game. I really do. Because I think everybody expects Georgia to go lay wood to these guys. And I'm not positive it's going to happen. I'm, I'm interested to see if Kentucky can answer the bell. I don't think they're going to. I think Kentucky is a lot like Mississippi State in 2014. I don't know that they're ready for the prime time. I don't know that they're talented enough for the prime time. But State went over to Tuscaloosa and gave Alabama all they wanted. I mean, it was a hard-fought football game, and Bama dominated that game for the first 30 minutes. State had horrible field position. Nothing went well. The difference is this ball game's in Lexington. It's not in Tuscaloosa like State was in 2014. They get Georgia coming in, so I'm interested to see this game. It's a fun game to me to watch. But I'm taking the Bulldogs. I like it. Scotty, let's move on to another big game from for the team from the state of Georgia. Georgia Southern is going to be traveling up to Ulamo. Over under here is 55. Ulamo is getting seven and a half points at home. Boy, we got some road chalk out there this week. Georgia Southern is averaging 31 points a game, giving up 18. Uh, seven and one straight up, seven and one against the number. Ulamo is scoring 24 points a game, giving up 35. They're four and four straight up. They're two and six against the number. Real quick, man, Ulamo, I had them circled as a team this year that I thought was going to be sneaky to get me some covers in here because they could, they have put up some points over time. Their defense was just awful last year. It was one of the worst in the country. Guess what? It's still one of the worst in the country. They're giving up 35 points a game in this spot, and they are getting just giving up 200 yards rushing a game, and they're about to match up with a Georgia Southern team that's running for 276 yards a game. Controls the ball, controls the offense, doesn't make mistakes. I am not stepping in front of this freight train, brother. Georgia Southern is going to roll through Missouri and keep this seven and keep this keep this rolling for us. Little eight and one number, eight and one straight up, and eight and one against the spread. I'm just going to tell our listeners right now, if you are not betting on Georgia Southern, you are not betting on Utah State, you are not betting on Fresno State, you 
are missing a payday. They literally can make your weekend. They are 21-3 and three combined against the spread. Take Georgia Southern. This football team from Louisiana Monroe giving up five yards rushing a game. But here's the key statistic for me. Because Georgia Southern does not throw the football very much. But when they do, it's a big play because you have to load the box. They get their quarterback out on the edge. They get guys going down the field. Monroe's giving up 9.3 yards of pass attempt. They get gashed in the passing game. Georgia Southern averages 10.7 yards of pass attempt. They don't turn the football over. They got a plus 25 turnover margin in this ball game. They play really, really good defense, as they showed against Appalachian State. Say this every time. Say it all the time. Road defense travels, let me tell you. Offense doesn't always travel. Defense travels. They're going to lean on Louisiana Monroe, lean on them, lean on them, just gash them. I think Louisiana Monroe turns the football over against a very, very good defense. I think that is where you get this cover. I'm actually surprised this number's not a little bigger than it is. Uh, Georgia Southern's a good football team. They're best team in the Sun. They're best team in the Sun Belt. That's the reason this game ended up instead of those other two you're talking about. But we'll get to those later on in the section. Scotty, let's move on to game four oh three. We got the biggest line on the book this week: Clemson against Red Face Bobby in Louisville. It is amazing how big this number is. This number is thirty eight and a half, and I don't know how you could have a straight face and lay Louisville in this game. The over under is fifty nine. Clemson's giving up. Clemson's laying thirty-eight. Clemson's scoring forty-four points a game, giving up thirteen. They're eight and zero straight up, four and four against the number. Louisville scoring twenty-two points a game, giving up thirty-six. They're two and six straight up, and they're one and seven against the number. Scotty, one of your favorite things, man. They are negative ten in the turnover ratio in this spot. This is bad, 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 bad. Where I'm going to play this game is I'm going to hedge it a little bit. I think the I think the first half is going to come out less than 21. I think it's going to come out right around 18 or 19. I'm going to lay Clemson in the first half of this one, but I think they are going to cover the whole thing. But my bet's going to be on Clemson in the first half against Louisville in this spot. Bobby Petrino's offense is only scoring 22 points a game. (laughs) Back and back. I mean, that guy was an offensive (laughs) wizard at Arkansas. I mean, look, he was, I mean, hanging up huge numbers a couple weeks ago. Let this be known that just because you have a cool name as quarterback does not mean you're going to be a good quarterback. <laughs> but but having said that, Louisville still not fixed their offensive line. They're a, they're a train wreck. This Clemson defense is going to destroy them up front. I mean, they're, they are not going to be able to move the football. But the real reason I love Clemson in this game, I love this first half line. I love the line overall. They – this is a face-to-face, and look, I'm sorry you can say whatever you want to say. College football is a lot about style points. Both these teams are now about to play Louisville. When I say both teams, I mean Clemson and Alabama. They need to go look as impressive as Alabama did because I think Louisville's worse than they were early in the year because now they don't have any confidence. Right. And I think Clemson's got to go bash these guys. I mean, just absolutely smoke show them and I think that's exactly what's going to happen moving on Scotty let's get to one of your favorite teams if you're following us along on the register let's go to spot 416 University of Alabama Birmingham's laying 21 and a half points they're on the road or they're at home against the University of Texas San Antonio over under here is 43 and a half UTSA is averaging 17 points a game giving up 28 
They're three and five straight up, two and six against the number. UAB is averaging 31 points a game, only giving up 13. They're seven and one straight up. They're seven and one against the number. This football team didn't exist three seasons ago. And this team is seven and one and on their way to win the conference championship or at least get a chance to play for it against you and a UTSA team. This is a square number at 21 and a half that you're trying to step into. Can UTSA get in here and cover this game against UAB? No, the answer to that is I don't think so. I think these guys are going to get killed. Yeah, I think Bill Clark does a, does as good of a job as anybody in the country, period, end of story. He's a really, really good football coach. I mentioned about what they did for their homecoming game. These guys are consistent. They're hardworking. That he's, and he's been able to do what he's been able to do these last two years after essentially getting the death penalty. Uh, is amazing to me. But this is a UTSA team that's just inept on offense. 4.5 yards per passing yards per passing attempt it is atrocious. I mean, that is that's just as bad as it gets throwing the football down the field. And yet they only average 94 yards rushing. This team is this team is only averaging 200 and 45 yards a game in total offense. Uh, UAB runs for that a game. They are going to mash these guys. Now, that is just that just does not – that's just not good. This is a balanced football team. I think UAB is better coached. I think they're a better football team. I think they're going to play with some emotion. This team, as we said, 7-1 against the spread. I think they come out. I think they get it done. I think they cruise to a win, to a blowout win. I like it. I like it. Scotty, that's the board we got for this week. You got any other lines out there you're kind of leaning on? Man, I, I can't not talk about my Bullfrogs as last week they disappointed me. Uh, I guess not disappointing me. It's always fun to gamble against them and then they win, especially in a short number because they can they can win the ball game. And, you, you know, it's there was a time there when I thought A&M may lose this game by a point. And I'm going to get a cover and a, and a win, and nothing could be better. But uh, I, that, there was a reason that Vegas had that number. But I think State has blown teams out. They got Louisiana Tech coming in. Uh, Louisiana Tech's going to play hard. They got a lot of Mississippi kids. They got a kid who wanted to play at Mississippi State and just never got an offer from Dan Mullen that's playing quarterback for those guys. I think State's going to gash these guys. I think they're going to pound the rock. I think they're going to run over them. State's defense is really good. It's really deep. That's the thing when these ball games, the reason State's blowing these bad teams out, the Louisiana Lafayette, Kansas State, even when they start bringing in the reserves on the defensive line, they're really, really good players. I mean, Chauncey Rivers is a guy who started at Georgia as a didn't start, but played a ton as a freshman at Georgia. He's not starting at Mississippi State. I got a, a young kid named Kobe Jones from Starboard, really, really good player. He doesn't play a lot. There's a lot of guys, and when they get their chance to get in there, they go full speed, even if it's late and it's in the fourth quarter, because they're trying to get reps, and they're trying to get on that depth chart for next year. I think State blows out Louisiana Tech. And I, I, you got to watch this, because Marshall's got an injury at quarterback and at running back. You need to make sure both these guys are playing. They do. They both race Southern Mississippi and Hattiesburg this weekend. But you got to make sure that they're going to play on Saturday morning before you take that line. Depending on the weather, and this is kind of a push play, I like OU to crush Texas Tech in Lubbock on Saturday. 
this is a big game for Texas Tech. This is a huge game for Cliff Kingsbury. I'm still not convinced that defense is any good. I think we're going to see OU's defense improve even more this week. OU still has, a, I mean, Tech still has a freshman playing quarterback. I know he's midway through the season, but I think OU's defense is going to play face mask forward, smash mouth, play hard. I think OU gets a pretty big win over Texas Tech this week as well. Uh, it's one of my favorites that didn't make the board that's out there. I just think this OU team is going to keep putting up points, and they're going to improve defensively each week as they're simplifying that defense and letting athletes be athletes and go play football. Yeah, my, my other game that I've got a, that I like right now, but I still want to dig into it a little more. I, I've been riding the Cow Bears all year, and I did it again last week. The uh, I, I like them getting the 10-and-a-half. At Wazoo, I just think they're. I think defensively, this is going to be a, a tough test for Wazoo, um, and I'm going to be interested to see how how this game shakes out. Kind of like kind of like Cal getting the ten and a half at Washington State. Ooh, I'll go Washington State on you in that spot. Um, I know, I like it. Not, I like it. I'm not as high on Cal. But I'll tell you what, Scott. I'll bet you Miller Lite for the rest of the year on this game right here. When we, <laughs> whenever we're hanging out, yeah, I'll, I'll, light on it. I'll buy you, right. I'll buy your ultra, or you buy my Miller Lite, depending on what happens here. But I'm going to take Washington State minus the points in this game. Yeah, I, I, look, and don't get me wrong, you know I love, you know I love the Minshew kid. He's a Mississippi kid, kind of bounced all over. I think he's a, I think he's a tremendous story. Uh, you know, and and I, I, there's also a little bit. There's also a little bit of revenge factor in this in, in this game. Uh, that's that's the thing that uh, that scares me a little bit it, because Cal Cal put wood to these guys last year. Yeah, and, and, and that that's the thing that scares me. So that's the reason I want to dig into it, um, you know, to, to to kind of see how it goes. But I just think Cal's a pretty good football team. I think they've bounced back. I think they're one of the few teams that plays really that plays pretty good. I shouldn't say good defense, pretty good defense in the uh, Pac-12, and I think they've got a chance to get after the quarterback I can maybe create some turnovers and do some things like that. So I, that's that's what I like about this game. Again, this is going to be a fun game to watch for me. So game of the century, for at least game of the year, I'll be at it this Saturday night, LSU-Alabama. This is not a play we're going to have on the board. If you were looking at this game in a situation to invest and try to make money, where do you think you'd put it? Over-under is 54. LSU currently is getting 14 and a half. It seems like every time we've seen the half pop up, the Vegas Sharp money's popped it. It's come back down to 14. I can't imagine that line goes under 14 uh, before the game starts because Alabama's going to have every Joe in America is going to be betting on them, and they're going to be betting on the first half most likely because they've covered it every week. Where would you go to put money in this game if you were going to try to make some on it? <laughs> I, you know what? This this is going to probably stun you when I tell you this. I think I know where you're going. But I think the over may be the play in this game. I think you're right. I think the over may be the play in this game, too. I think I think LSU is going to give Bama a little bit more problems than they think. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see a special team or defensive touchdown from both of these teams at some point during the game. I, this is not the Bama defense that, has been, that, that, that we've seen in years past. I think LSU's going to be able to run the football on them. I really do. And if LSU could just catch the football in some of those one-on-one matchups, that's the reason I think Alabama's vulnerable. If you can just slow this offense down, I think LSU's got a chance to do what Mississippi State did last year and play a little bit of keep away. 
They need to play slow. They need to run the football. But if you remember, that Mississippi State game went over too. State was able to move the football on them, and then Bama came and just did what they did what they do. I think Bama's going to win the football game. That line scares me, but I think I'll say this: if they cover that number, I'm I'm going to be twice as stunned if it doesn't go on, doesn't go over. And I think they're going to cover the fourteen. What's your game of the week, Scott? Your favorite play? My favorite game of the week, man. I, I, I to be candid, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I have bounced around and bounced around and don't know. But I, I I'm going to take my Georgia Southern boys to lay the seven and a half and put wood on Ulamo. I'm going to take Clemson in the first half in this spot. I think they're going to come out hot. I, think this I knew little, you were taking that, I think and this, that is the only reason I wouldn't have said that. <laughs> I think this Clemson, I think this Louisville team's kind of quit. Um, I am not convinced that Petrino's going to be there next year. I think this this roster's kind of starting to mail it in. They've got nothing to play for at this point in the season, and I they're two and six. I mean, they could win out and get to a bowl. I don't see them doing it. They have not been competitive, and they've been turning the rock over like crazy. I think Clemson's defense is going to give these guys fits all day long but I like the first half to get me a little hedge in there if I'm going to play the whole game I I think Clemson runs for a minimum of 250 yards Saturday against those guys oh yeah without a doubt they will they're they're gonna they're gonna gash those guys yeah their defense is bad their defense is bad folks that's all we got this week we're gonna have this out day early so you can get on one of these Mac games we got some midweek action there enjoy your Halloween enjoy you some huge games on Saturday they're all over Big Ten uh, the pack you got some actually Pac-12 games that matter. You've got a lot in the SEC that matters. The Big 12, you've got OU and Texas Tech. You can hit him up at Scott Denson One. I'm at Nip Mark. We always appreciate the notes we get from everybody. Hey, we appreciate all the ratings we're getting. We're up to like 25, 26 ratings, which is pretty good for two hacks that sit around and do this in our free time when we got real jobs. That being said, we'll sign out. And we'll talk to y'all next week. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.